Welcome to Insights, the podcast of Forerunners of America. And we're here every time to warn the nation, but also to help you respond in faith. We don't want people immobilized. We want to make a difference. And so that's why we're here. And for our second time, I want to uh, uh, welcome back and I guess reintroduce my guests uh, who were with us last time, and that is Eddie Ruiz. Welcome, Eddie. Good to be here, Dave. Always good to be here. Yeah, and also Gary McCallum. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And if you were with us on the last podcast, you know that uh, both Eddie and Gary are uh, former pastors, but still really involved in ministry in a whole variety of ways. Um, But specifically, what's brought us together is uh, inner city ministry in uh, in South Bend area called Heroes Camp. And so... Anyway, can you just briefly touch on this? Because this has just been such a powerful ministry and for us to be involved with. Heroes Camp is a ministry that began 32 years ago, and it's targeted towards not just inner city, but to the fatherless. Uh, That's been the passion of our founders, Pat and BJ, Uh, just seeing the pandemic of fatherlessness in our society which is a result of all of the other things that are happening in society. And so we try to fill that gap uh, to be fathers in the lives of these kids. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of neat because it uh, revolves a bit around sports and specifically sports, basketball, basketball and then bringing, the, bringing God into it to these youth and, yes. and really helping do a great, a great ministry there. Yeah. Um, but Heroes Camp, and for the YouTubers, I want to get some visuals up on the screen, whether it's... Uh, uh, Pat uh, Magley, the founder, and his wife, BJ, yes. or it's uh, just the, the logo or something. I want to get something up on the screen here. Okay. But, um, but it really was foundationally built, birthed out of prayer, yes. which is our topic today, because we want to see America changed. And I guess I need to, be, I need to clarify here as we get started that um, I do believe that there's difficulty here now in America with greater difficulties ahead, but as much as possible, as much as God will give us grace, as much as God is pleased to move, we want to see that happen, yes. and we want to see it possibly mitigate some of the difficulty that's coming, or a revival that would save many through the difficulty that's coming, whatever. Right. But the point is, is prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. And so this podcast, maybe more than any other that we've done, is to take a deep dive on prayer as it relates to America. And so um, we're going to go into the deep end of the pool here um, uh, in a minute. But first, um, uh, there's so many people in the church, like there's, it's hard to pray five minutes a day, or right. maybe that's it, five minutes right. or 10 minutes. Or this podcast and what we're talking about and what Heroes Camp was built on, it's not five minutes of prayer a day. Right. There's something way deeper, way more. What do you two have to say to people that um, that are there? They're just like, you know, I just don't have much of a prayer life, or I pray five minutes a day, can't think of any, anything else to talk to the Lord about. <laughs> you know, like, what would you say to that person? Just, just help give that person a nudge, and then I want to get to the deep end of the pool. Well, I would say that you would have to view prayer as oxygen. You can't live without oxygen, and you can't live without prayer. And as it relates to being able to pray longer than five minutes a day, I I think that you have to be 
if we can use this word again, intentional about setting aside some time and even getting to the point to where you jot down or highlight certain individuals or certain situations that you want to talk to God about. Um, And I think that once you begin to recognize prayer is you communicating with God and you can communicate to him as if I'm communicating with you. It can be in conversation. So it doesn't have to be so spiritual, so religious, so dogmatic. Uh, You can be you in talking to God about what are the matters of your heart or what are the matters of what's happening in America. Mm -hmm. Uh, and by, by the way, there's plenty going on in America. If you can't find more than five right. minutes to pray for America. Absolutely. But you're saying, yeah, your personal life and what's on your heart. What's on your heart. And then maybe expand that expand out to your it. community or your church yes. or, or the entire nation. Yes. Yeah, uh, Eddie. Let me just give the other perspective from God's perspective. And that's he's desirous. He's anxious to speak with us, to commune with us. And so uh, prayer is also being quiet and trying to listen to what God has to say to us that time that we're in prayer. And so don't be so quick to, okay, say you're, uh, bless my family, bless my grandpa, my grandma, my church, everybody I know, and then, okay, thank you, Lord, amen. Wait, wait a few moments and just commune with him. Understand that he's with you and that he does want to speak to us. And, uh, have fellowship with us. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. And so many times we are works-oriented in the church, mm-hmm. and we want to get our prayer time done uh, and our Bible reading done. Kind of, kind of check it off the list. Yes, sir, so yeah. we can get on to, quote, more, th- more important things to do. Mm-hmm. Or else you'll hear Christians say, well, I guess the only thing left to do is to pray if, right. if they're in a situation where they've got a real serious need, a, a problem, a difficulty, maybe someone's sick. Well, we've tried everything. We've taken them to Mayo, and I guess so. We, I so guess so we, prayer is the last resort versus last resort. like right. let's really move into this communication with yes. God yes. and connect with His heart every day. Absolutely. Okay, so that's about it in terms of the shallow end of the pool. I want to take a deep dive. Like, if we're going to truly impact America, see America change, and let's just dial that down a little bit, see our communities change, see our own churches become the powerful, dynamic influence they're supposed to be, like, we need to go into new areas here of this discussion, okay? And uh, I want to start here, okay? Um, And this sort of is interesting to me in that I just sense that, that you guys can spend hours seeking the Lord. Okay, so now we're not just talking about increasing from five minutes to 10 minutes. I'm talking about hours and a kind of prayer that, that changes things. What in the world is fueling you guys to pray like this? For me personally, I've gotten, I don't want to say confidence, but I've gotten the revelation that my prayers can actually effect and affect my surroundings Mm -hmm. and that God wants to demonstrate and do something, but he needs to do it through me. And so my concept is I go to God and I pray, make myself available for him to do through me what he wants done around me. And so that kind of fuels 
uh, my desire to go from five minutes to an hour to two hours to three hours to how long he wants okay. me to be there. So here's the number one thing that either I hear or is implied, and I want to hear your response to this. But God's just going to do whatever God wants to do anyway. It doesn't matter if I pray. Now, people very rarely will throw that last part in there, but it doesn't matter if I pray because they know, uh, I think that's not in the Bible. <laughs> so they already know that. But the point being is, that's the, the either said or implied. What do you say to that person? I think that the more that you read the scriptures and the more that you get the revelation that God has an original intent as to what he wanted to happen. God, there's also a permissive will that God has that he has to permit things to happen because there's no one in position to receive from him what can be done to overturn what he has allowed, but that's not what he originally wants to be done. And so I think that as you read the Bible, as you get a clearer understanding as to uh, he is supreme, what's going to happen is what he wants to happen. But he wants us to participate in what he wants to take place, what can sometimes be overruling or an mm-hmm. overturning of what has been allowed, and not so much by God, but by man, because we have authority over this earth. So we're, he gave it we're to us. sowing what we're reaping. We're and, sowing what we're reaping. And, and, and we've gone, like we've been wayward or whatever, right. and, and God is saying, you got to cry out to yes. me. Like we matter, our prayers matter. We're, we're, God is waiting for us to cry out to him. Yes. Um, and you could even say, I think, that some of these circumstances are allowed by God so that we will get serious about seeking him. Right. And, you know, look at our nation today. There's plenty going on where I feel like God is, is, is knocking and saying, people, wake up. I'm calling you to a different level of prayer. I'm calling you to a different level or way of seeking me. Um, but, Eddie, what's your thought there in terms of just like, like the kind of prayer that you're involved in? It's, it's categorically different from most Christians I run across. What's fueling you? I attribute my prayer life to uh, praying in the spirit, and um, because I run out of things to pray for mm-hmm. in English, okay, and uh, just the Holy Spirit uh, has uh, given me this gift that I believe is available for all believers to to pray in the spirit, pray with another language, and uh, as you pray in in this unknown language. Um, you know that you're praying the perfect prayer because the Holy Spirit is praying through you, okay? And um, I don't question that when I'm praying in the Spirit that um, God is hearing my prayer, okay? One of the reasons why Christians don't pray because they've they've been disappointed Mm -hmm. when they didn't see God answer immediately, okay? And so they kind of pray as a perfunctory duty, and they don't pray from their heart because they didn't see God answer prayer. But I tell you what, when you see God answer a prayer, you'll be more inclined to pray the next time, okay? And praying in the Spirit has really allowed me to pray for more, uh, what we'd call uh, 
uh, with more, I guess, more passion, more mm-hmm. uh, just b- belief, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I know that the Holy Spirit is praying through me, and it allows me to pray for a, a longer period of time, for certain, okay? Okay, so it seems like expanding our faith is critical to this kind of prayer, like we're really believing God. So what else can you guys say that's helped you expand your faith, have greater faith? Okay, we just talked about seeing answers prayer. Obviously, that's a huge one. But is there anything else that will just really grab our hearts to help us believe God for more? And our nation needs it right now. One of the things that... Uh, that that has helped me is, Lord, I don't have the answers. I don't know how to do this, okay? And I see that in our in in our in America, things are not changing uh, because people don't have the answers. Only you have the answers, Lord. And so I, I because I know that He has the answers, mm-hmm. that that propels me to pray, Dave, because no one else has the answer. And so it's uh, it's easier for me to do that. However. Um, to pray longer, you have to start praying. Okay, right. So, 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 so to pray, we're not going to bypass praying. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, um, and so, uh, you have to be intentional about it. You really do. Yeah, and I think we many of us have heard this, but it bears repeating. And that is like just like your relationship with your your wife; it just doesn't naturally happen. You have to be intentional. You need one on one time together, mm-hmm. you know. And especially when the kids are growing up, you have to designate some time like that, just the two of you, or your, your marriage is not going to be healthy. You've, and that's the same thing with the Lord. Um, and I, and I think also finding another individual a group of individuals that may have the same passion as you. So if I can only pray five minutes, I connect with somebody else that maybe they say they can only pray 10 minutes. We got 15 minutes of prayer Mm -hmm. and then connecting with others so that we can expand the length of our prayer, that we can expand the direction of our prayer. And I think that what helps to fuel is getting connected with other individuals that has fuel, and we combine that fuel, and so the the flame is higher. The flame is more intense, and then you bring more and more into mm-hmm. it. Another thing is um, we can bring our Bible into our prayer time, okay? There are some things that, you, you, okay, you run out of praying in English. Go to the Word of God and begin reading his word, and the word of God will prompt you to pray about something, okay? And then you continue in prayer, okay? The Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit will lead you, he'll guide you. And what's so key there is that if it's in the word of God, Mm -hmm. we know it is the will of God, which Mm -hmm. means that we should pray in confidence and lay hold of it. And I don't know what you guys think about this, but like for me, sometimes it can get or it can take a while my prayer before I'm really laying hold Mm -hmm. of God. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm just kind of like prayers you throw out there. But then it's like, I'm dialing in, yeah. and you're going deeper, and you get a sense in your spirit that you're connecting with God's spirit, and that's yeah. the place to stay. Yeah. Dave, um, it also is about discipline, okay? Because there are times when you won't get to that place where you really, you really feel passionate, okay? Mm-hmm. In, in those times, you do it more in faith, okay? Because you're, you're really not feeling it, okay? Mm-hmm. It, it's like a relationship with your wife, okay? There are some days when I love you, it really comes from deep within. Other times it's just kind of, 
Yeah. I love you, honey. <laughs> you know, right. You know. right. You're saying it because you better say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know it's the right thing. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, the, the images came to mind. So husband and wife, the wife is at home. She may be in another room. The husband comes in. He's in the presence of where the wife is, but he's not close enough to her. So he goes further into the house to where she is, and there's a different feeling, there's a different expression, there's a different perception from knowing she's home to, uh, uh, as opposed to getting closer to her, mm-hmm. where there's a greater intensity, there's a mm-hmm. greater affection, mm-hmm. there's a greater wanting to communicate, wanting to embrace. All kinds of dynamics that happen once you get close once enough. Once you get yeah. close enough. And I think that's a huge word for the, the body of Christ in terms of we want to re- be responding in faith. And what we're trying to talk about today is responding in great faith yes. through prayer in such a way that it changes America. And when we're talking about that, it's like we really want to um, get in that proximity that you're talking yes. about. I know many... Christians that I've been connected to, they've never even once been to that place, but right. what you're describing, mm-hmm. Gary. Okay, really well said, Gary. Um, thank you for that proximity idea. Just want to shift a little bit here. Like, l- l- let's not leave that though. Like, we're in proximity, yes. we are seeking greater faith, all of these things. But again, I think that as we really want to see change in America, um, we want to see the lost come to faith would be just one of many things we want to see. I think maybe we would agree the most important thing, probably seeing lost, the lost come to faith, but many, many other things in terms of a potent body of Christ, the body of Christ that speaks the truth and people right. listen and respond, all kinds of stuff, right? Okay, but I think, and I'm curious to see what you guys uh, say on this, but I think we have really, unfortunately, often bypassed the strength, the power, the change that can come through simply praying the Lord's Prayer. Yes. You know, and what I mean here is I don't just mean like uh, I was exposed to growing up in church where they'd say the Lord's Prayer, but it was about as fast as you could get through it, right. yawn, <laughs> move on to the next thing. Yeah. But there's some potency in the Lord's Prayer. Absolutely. Like we go to the topics in the Lord's Prayer and we stay in mm-hmm. those topics for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me just get this started here. But what I'm trying to get at is when you stop and do the first thing it says in the Lord's Prayer, which is to hallow our Father's name. It doesn't mean holy is his name. Hallowed actually means to honor, yes. respect, right. exalt. Mm-hmm. And so holiness of God is one reason we would hallow his name. It's not hallowing his name. And hallowing is to stop and take extended time to, to what I like to think of as going into God's presence, Hebrews 4, going behind the veil, take time to get there, and then for God to draw near, James 4, draw near to God and he'll draw near to us, that we're taking extensive time um, individually, but I'm really, again, thinking of group prayer and in, in, in what churches can do, but the that there's a whole first step of drawing into the presence of God, him drawing into our presence, and that's getting back to that proximity idea. Right. And then it's there where you see answers to the intercession. We're not interceding or, or petitioning yet. Right. We're just simply mm-hmm. drawing yes. in yes. and taking the necessary time to do it, where we 
actually sense, not to get mystical here, <laughs> but whoa, something just changed in the room because mm -hmm. of this time Halloween is mm -hmm. named. Like, I believe if the church in America would do this, even that would begin to bring change. Like, just thoughts on this whole idea. Again, let's stay in the deep end of the pool. This is huge for our lives, but also for our nation. For me, uh, there's nothing like taking a f few moments when I'm entering in to communicate with my father to just worship him, okay? Uh, and we're so quick, we're so quick in America to get to the business of our needs being met, right? When I've, I've under, I understand now that he just wants to fellowship with me, and I just want to tell him I love him, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so for, for me, those, those moments in, when we begin prayer, just worshiping the Lord are, are really precious for me, really precious for me. And another thing that happens when we're in that posture— we're really we're realizing afresh how great he, he is. is. Yes. In other words, there's something kind of bubbles up in our Absolutely. spirit of how much we need him and like Absolutely. him and love him, and then, and then it kind of puts us in our place. I mean, we can kind of walk around thinking we're a little too important, or I'm kind of running my little world. Right. And God, you get in God's presence, <laughs> those kinds of thoughts mm -hmm. go away. Yeah. yeah. And I think you almost have to maybe re-instruct or reintroduce people as to how to honor God because we live in a society where honor is not a strong suit anymore. Mm -hmm. We're not honoring one another who we see every day. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard for me to honor a God who I can't see, who right. seems so far away. Yeah. And so sometimes reintroducing or reteaching what honor means and even demonstrating this is how you honor God. This is how you reverence God. And so I think a lot of times we we get we can get so used to doing something that we just assume mm -hmm. that I'll just do this and God will show up. No, sometimes he pulls back further mm -hmm. to cause you to draw in deeper mm -hmm. because he doesn't want us to get accustomed or we often say get familiar with them. Well, yeah. if I just say this prayer, read this scripture, I always feel something or sense something. You do it the next time, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So, well, maybe this doesn't work anymore. You know, it's really important because, like, we would never, again, going back to our wives, we would never communicate with them that way. Well, right. if I say this, she'll say she'll this. Say or, no, no, it's always... It's fluid. There's always yes. different dynamics going on. There's always a different... You know, so we need to talk from our hearts. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not to be predictable. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, yeah the, it, it, it is a heart communication. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when we're really communicating with our wives. It's from our heart, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not something I read out of a book. Honey, I love you. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me see. Honey, I love you. Oh, you're adorable. Oh, Got to go. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so... It's not a time thing at all, but I have noticed if you will do this Halloween and not really asking God for anything in this part of our mm -hmm. prayers, mm -hmm. that you could easily be there 10, 20, 30 uh, minutes, or even sure. you could be there hours sure. and, and not ask the Lord anything. Again, this is a foreign concept to many Americans, but not in churches in other countries right. where they need the Lord mm -hmm. and something really, really 
difficult has happened like like politically, nationally, or some other thing, that that they'll go into this posture and truly draw his presence. We need to be doing that today Absolutely. in this nation. Um, I believe even though to some degree, even with COVID still lingering around, to some degree, we could say there's some some normalcy in our, our mm-hmm. country that there wasn't in 2020 right. for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But I'm saying, no, this is, we've got to be drawn in like this. And I think, I think that because, as you just mentioned, we, we have so many options mm-hmm. that we exercise our options before we exercise prayer. Right. Other countries that don't have as many options as we do, it's 15 miles to the doctor. Mm-hmm. By the time they get there, tragedy may happen. Mm-hmm. So they know how to pray and get into the presence of God as their initial response rather than their mm. delayed response. Right. And which of those two approaches really honors God? Right. right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, in our nation, we've got to learn this. This is like a huge step to this kind of prayer that can help change our nation. Okay. But the Lord's Prayer gives us a whole lot more than that. Yes. Next, thy kingdom come, meaning right here, right now, thy kingdom come in a greater measure. Now, it's not mm-hmm. going to come in its fullness till right. Jesus' second right. coming. But to what degree could his kingdom come right here, right now? And remember, this is not an academic exercise. The disciples had come to Jesus. I'm quoting Luke 11 in the Lord's Prayer here. The, the, the disciples had come to Jesus. How do we pray? How do we really communicate with our Father? How do we really see change? How do we really see things happen? And Jesus is saying, not as an academic point, he is saying, cry out to God, mm-hmm. our Father, for his kingdom to right. come, his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And there's like huge change that will happen if we will do this. Now we're not just talking about our personal lives, although our personal lives are yes. affected. Now we're talking about kingdoms. Yes. Think of this, praying for our nation in an old, uh, old uh, mindset. We're talking about a kingdom. We're talking about yeah. a kingdom that's here, America. Now we're talking about another kingdom coming in to invade this kingdom. Mm-hmm. This is huge in terms of a game changer. And I know you guys know this. Is there any like further insights you can give to this? Um, I, I would say um, dominion. Dominion. Because um, kingdom sometimes is, we have this romanticized idea of kingdom, of fairy tales and knights in shiny armor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's what I relate it to. But when I think about dominion, it's taking authority over politics, mm-hmm. uh, over religion, uh, over education, over uh, entertainment, over everything, everything. We want his kingdom to come, and we so, want his kingdom to affect every area of society uh, of an, in America. So it's not... I, I don't mean to get, uh, split hairs, but as we're praying for God's kingdom to come, it's not so much that we're the ones that then take dominion or have the dominion. I mean, we'll, we'll clarify that in a moment, but it's more that we're asking God to come in his dominion. Yes. Um, yes. Because I, I guess I just don't want to get confused. Like, I've, I've heard versions of this where it's almost like takeover. Oh, no, like, no, like, no. I don't, yeah, I don't see, 
I see Christians having great influence in Christ coming in his kingdom, his, uh, your word, dominion, dominion. and he's, he, he is the king over all kings. Right. But sometimes I feel like this has gotten a little, uh, a little off a bit in terms of like, like expecting us to basically take over the country. Yeah, no, no, that, that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to uh, his influence in every area of society. So in his America. kingdom coming to education, the, the public school system or any school for that yeah. matter, his kingdom coming into government, his kingdom coming into entertainment or whatever. I, I heard Gary say that, uh, and one of the ways that he, his influence will come is if we pray that godly men and women will be um, in important positions in our society. They can be on the school board. They can be a teacher, a lawyer. Uh, they can be in politics. But as believers, we are the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. It, okay, so let's be salty. Okay, let's influence. Let's affect our community. And one of the ways we do that is by as we intercede for other believers that are in positions of authority, in positions to actually uh, affect change, that we pray that they make wise decisions, godly decisions, okay, which will influence uh, America, which will change America. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that we have, quote, bel- believers that once elected keep their mouths closed, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. because... I want to be reelected. No, no. What's more important? God's will to be done or God's desire or I want to be reelected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was, um, I guess in the 80s that there was a movement in the churches about uh, moral majority, a political kind of thing. And we, I, I was all behind it. And I realized after we got some people in position in, in politics, nothing changed. And I realized, oh, it's not about electing folks to, to, to positions if we don't pray, okay? M- many people, uh, when President T- Trump was uh, running for office, um, I-, I talked to many believers, and they said, oh, he'll never get in. He'll never get in. And when he, in the nomination process, he continued to... Uh, uh, knock off the other contenders, and he finally got the nomination. Uh, the conversation turned from "he'll never get into," uh, oh, let's let's pray that he gets in because we didn't want his opponent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he got in, and then everybody says, "Oh, praise the Lord, he got in." I said, "No, now you've really got to begin to pray." Right. The church stopped praying. Okay, in large. For right. our president, okay. This is so, a, this is important. You can pray for an individual to to get into office. In this case, you're talking about the presidency, or you can pray for God's kingdom to come through right. individuals exactly. that are exactly. getting into office. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the key. That's the key. Through, okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't just want a Christian man in office. We want a Christian man in office that actually um, does something, okay. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. kingdom. And, and I think that's the key. Well, that's been my perspective of it, um, that when his kingdom comes, so Jesus says to them, pray that thy kingdom come, his will be done. 
So when the kingdom of God comes, it has to operate through. So it operates through us. The, they were, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is at hand already. But you are the disciples. You are the representatives of that kingdom. And so you have to go out and you have to further the kingdom of God being released in other areas, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, into the othermost parts of the earth. And so it's always been my understanding that, you know, the kingdom of God comes I position myself as a vessel that that kingdom of God can come in and I then demonstrate the kingdom, uh, whether it's I'm over, I'm a teacher in a classroom. I should be demonstrating the kingdom of God in that classroom. And so I, I'm of the belief that, uh, and, and I think it's both and, that we do invite the kingdom of God and that he through us, we then manage what was his original intent for us to govern this earth. And so I think that, yeah. And so we want um, individuals who are kingdom minded to be over the economics, to be kingdom minded over the entertainment industry, kingdom minded over the uh, arts industry. And so because that's not happening. We've got the wrong government and the wrong, a false king controlling everything that we should be managing and governing from the kingdom of God. Yeah, and if I could just add one more example, mm -hmm. just because I want to help people be practical, is that as a businessman, the whole area yes. of business, yes. if you're saying, God, your kingdom come, you're saying, I'm aligning myself as a businessman underneath your rule and reign. Yes, Amen. yes. That means that I now as a little Christ, a Christian, mm -hmm. and a businessman, now I am making decisions differently right, right. than the world says to, or non-Christians say to, I do my business according to how Christ yes. wants it done. And so that also, obviously, in addition to all the other uh, segments of society mm -hmm. you were just talking about, that would be huge too. Yeah. There's so many uh, businesses in America that could be transformed through this prayer. Um, as well, so this. So, just going a, a little bit uh, further, um, you know, just looking at the rest of the Lord's Prayer, you know, the next one part of it is give us this day our daily bread, and I do think we need to be praying that individually. And there's mm -hmm. more of an individual application than a national application. But if Christians throughout the country were to do this, where it's like I'm not just simply looking at my employer for this right. paycheck, but I am crying out to God to meet my needs according to accomplish his purposes, I even think that part of the Lord's Prayer would make a difference. Rather than chasing money, which is the atmosphere in America, mm -hmm. we do that differently than, um, than, than the culture, that, that, that contrast and seeing God come through for us in, in meeting our, our provision, our, our daily needs, etc., it's just a game changer. We should be modeling this, in my opinion, in America more than what we are. Um, it's really easy to just simply trust in, uh, in the employment or the 401k or whatever. God says, no, trust me. Right. Yeah. I know right. this is hard, but yeah. I think there's an important message yeah. in this. Um, the, the, the next part of the Lord's Prayer is um, 
is uh, forgive us our debt mm -hmm. or sins or transgressions. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who um, are indebted to us. The forgiveness aspect, that's just huge too. It is huge. Now, in our last podcast, it was the first time the three of us were together. We talked about racism. If we pray this part of the Lord's Prayer into this and get this forgiveness thing, it would help us solve racism in America. Um, and, to and to do things out of a positioned heart that is um, uh, soft to the Lord as we're forgiving in the body of Christ and forgiving amongst uh, cultures and ethnicities. And then we, uh, we help others forgive and move forward as the body of Christ in the kingdom of God. Like that, that too would be a game changer. And then the last part of the Lord's Prayer, um, uh, again, often thought of as individually, but I think that there's a, a corporate part to this prayer, mm -hmm. a, a community part, even a national part, and that is lead us not into temptation, right. but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil that Satan is orchestrating, mm -hmm. these kinds of things. This whole prayer in taking time on every one of those uh, topics within the Lord's Prayer, I believe that this is one of the needs of the hour in America. Can't disagree. Can't disagree, Dave. And uh, uh, it's a, it's a um, great tool um, because Jesus, his response to them, teaches to pray, was here's a tool, okay? Mm -hmm. And here's some... Uh, or a tool, tool belt, okay? And here's some tools that are in this tool belt, okay, that I can use in prayer. Um, okay, so we're staying here in the deep end of the pool on this podcast. One more area before we conclude. Do you guys have anything to say about fasting with prayer? Um, I would say that fasting is... Uh, Uh, super boost, I guess, or uh, it does boost our prayer life, and I I think it boosts our faith. Okay, uh, we do some damage to the enemy that doesn't get done by just simply, and when I I don't want to say simply praying, but by praying. Okay, uh, it's just like a uh, you're only using your left arm when really. Um, your right arm is just stronger or whatever, okay? But using two arms instead of just one, okay? Um, and I believe fasting, uh, at least in my life, has really been um, a, a boost for me. Um, and, of course, everybody's fasting is different, okay? And it's personal. Um, but for me, uh, I don't see results of fasting when I'm fasting, I see my the results later on. Now there are some people that get uh, immediate results when they're fasting. Uh, that that doesn't happen to me, but I do see the results of fasting after I'm over my fast. And I'm kind of talking about longer fast, okay, uh, for me, uh, which is yeah. And, and and fasting help personally. Fasting helps me to get Gary out the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. it it starves my desires. It starves my emotions. When, when I fast, there are times where I'm more irritated, I'm more agitated, I'm more aggravated, which 
alerts me to issues in me that may be blocking me from getting to where God wants me to get hearing from him the way that he wants to communicate. So, so you're saying you could get aggravated or maybe a bit irritable. And what that is, it's not just that you're not just eating. Yes. It's that God is surfacing, yes, surfacing something in your soul, or you, maybe we could even say character. Yes. He's surfacing something within you like, Gary, I'm bringing this to the surface. You not eating is helping me bring Absolutely. it to the surface. surface. Now I want you to deal with this. Deal with it. it, it it's, uh, I guess you could say it's a form of detoxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's, it's bringing up the toxins that have been covered over by my appetite. And so um, fa- fasting fasting is one of the threefold cores. So I say the threefold core is not easily broken. So the Bible says when you pray, mm-hmm. when you fast, when you and pray. when you give. And so not if you pray or if you fast, mm-hmm. but and when you Matthew fast. isn't Matthew 6? Yes. Part yes. of the Sermon on yeah. the Mount. Okay. And so when you fast, and then he talks about when you do fast, don't do it as a form of boasting, but fast so that nobody may even know you're fasting. You look normal. You don't look pale. You don't look, oh, I haven't eaten. I'm on a 40-day fast for the Lord. No, just mm-hmm. just make it a part of your natural routine that is uh, uh, submitted unto God. Mm-hmm. And so fasting, fasting helps Gary to get rid of Gary. It helps my spirit to then get in line with the will of God so I can then have my spirit to bring my flesh in line and then bring my soul in line because my spirit is wrestling with my flesh and my soul. So I got to get them all three on one accord. Yeah. And, and, and you have to separate fasting because you're doing the same thing, fasting and dieting. Fasting is for a spiritual <laughs> purpose and goal. Dieting has nothing to do with spiritual. And so there's some people that even in today's society, even when they're talking about dieting and health, they use the word fasting. Mm-hmm. And so even in the health industry, they talk about intermittent fasting, but it's not for a spiritual purpose or goal. They're doing it for a health purpose. Mm-hmm. And so you have to differentiate between fasting for a spiritual purpose, getting connected with God more deeply, as opposed to, man, I need to take 20 pounds off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to intermittent fast, mm-hmm. but there's no spiritual connotation or to primary it. primary spiritual motivation. Primary spiritual motivation. Right. Yeah. you got to be seeking the Lord. We're yeah, not seeking that, other stuff. Yeah, right, you know, yeah, there right. could be that benefit of losing yeah, weight, but we're right, not seeking right. that. We're seeking Him. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be a thing I think I would like to add is that I've noticed when I fast, if I'm if I'm trying to get after like some goal, it could even be a spiritual goal, it's not as effective as if I'm first and foremost every day reminding myself, I'm seeking yes. him, yes. Yes. a person. Yes. I'm seeking him because he loves me. And this is about first love relationship. Yes. And then those other spiritual goals or whatever, those are important. And that's part of most fasters, a reason, a, some, a theme why we're fasting. We need a breakthrough in a certain area or an answer, whatever. But but that's not the first step forward. The first step forward is because I'm seeking him and acknowledging that he loves me and I want to love him more. Yes. Um, So I think we're going to have to wrap up, but, you know, early on in uh, in our podcast today, we talked about Heroes Camp, and we talked about... um, uh, the founder and his wife, and, and how Pat Magley is really huge on 
uh, fasting yes. with prayer. Not just prayer, but fasting with prayer. I don't know if I've ever been around anybody that, at least in this country, that prays more and talks about fasting more. Right, right. And, um, and is there... Uh, do you know, uh, we can put up on the screen for the YouTubers anyway, I know there's people listening on Spotify and elsewhere, but we could at least for the YouTubers put on the screen like a website, but do you guys know right offhand what, he gives some podcasts that hit on fasting and prayer, do you know uh, how to get to his podcast? Uh, HeroesCamp.com. And that, that's the channel? That's the channel. Uh, okay. HeroesCamp.com. Uh, so that's our Facebook page, but we also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is Heroes Camp. Mm-hmm. And again, would you agree with the statement that Heroes Camp was built on prayer with fasting? Yes, okay. absolutely. Uh, about um, four years ago, I retired, and Pat came to my retirement party, and he asked me, well, what are you doing for prayer? And I said, well, you know, I, I pray at home. He says, I know, but do you go to church and pray? And I said, well, church is, my church at that time was about 25 miles away. Um, and so occasionally, but I didn't go every day to pray uh, at, the, at the church, right? Because of the distance. He says, well, why don't you come and join me to, for prayer? I says, sure. And then he told me 3 o'clock in the morning, 3 to 7, okay? Now, I'd been, at this time, I'd been uh, off work for two months, and I just couldn't get a rhythm to my day, okay? So I was struggling with with a rhythm in my day. And the first time I went to prayer with Pat at Heroes Camp, man, it was amazing. It absolutely set my day in order. One thing about Heroes Camp and prayer in at 3 o'clock in the morning is for 32 years— Pat has dug the ground. The ground is very fertile in prayer there. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's easy to enter into prayer there. And so, and he, t- he would tell me, I've invited other ministers to come, and maybe they'll come and partake for one or two sessions, but they don't stay. And I, to me, how could anybody come to prayer and not come back because man listen i've been in church all my life and there's no place i'm telling you no place that is as fertile as heroes camp at three o'clock in the morning it's amazing Mm -hmm. And, and pat was an athlete in high school and in college and when he would see something done athletically or was given an instruction he would do it wholeheartedly. He was all the way in. So when someone told him about praying an hour before you go to work or talk to him about fasting, he took on that athletic mentality mm-hmm. and did it but went wholeheartedly into it. And then when you do something and then begin to see the results mm-hmm. after a month, after mm-hmm. two months, after the one year, uh, you, you don't want to revert back. You want to see how much further you can go in. Mm-hmm. And Pat has a, Pat doesn't have a life of prayer, but he has a lifestyle of prayer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a part of his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a part of his being. Fasting is a part of his being. Fasting mixed with prayer is a part of his being. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's who he is. And I want to say that 
this is not supposed to be something special for Pat Magley. Right, nothing right, special right. God Pat. wants us all yes, in absolutely. what I would call both a prayer culture and our yes, version absolutely. of Christianity. Yes. And he wants us into this prayer lifestyle as you're right. just hitting on. And I just want to tie it back to our theme today of changing America. Um, I think we are fooling ourselves if we think America can get back on track to any degree, and I'm talking even small steps towards getting on track, if this kind of prayer is not what we're moving toward. And I think I can say, Eddie, as you were just highlighting a moment ago, about prayer times, not once a year, not once a month, not once a week. You said twice a week from 3 a.m. to 7, and I know that's going to be a huge huge step for anybody. I've just never heard that before. But but even to have a, a group prayer time from 6 to 7 a.m. would be a big step for people. But this is my point. Without pursuing this kind of deep, prolonged prayer with intercession, I would encourage encourage people to include the Lord's prayers we talked about today and other things we talked about today. And yes, rhythms of fasting off and on. If we don't do this, if America is not already over the cliff, we are going over the Mm -hmm. cliff. If we are already over the cliff, this is the only hope of mercy coming from God through this kind of prayer that we will mitigate the full brunt of what's coming. And I would include the word God's wrath. Yes. So uh, we have got to take this so seriously in terms of where do we go from here. And I think I want to wrap up, up, up there. Um, but I know that with you guys, whether it's the South Bend, Indiana community, or it's the nation or your local churches, I know this is very much on your heart, and it's very much on my heart, and I appreciate you guys speaking into this today, not from a point of theory or book learning, but from personal experiences. I have watched you guys. That's why you're on this podcast today, because you've lived it for a long time. It's not that you've thought it was a good idea or preached about it once right. or twice. <laughs> You actually have done it. Yeah. Well, well, Dave, let me just interject this. It's because we've seen biblical examples of prayer and fasting. Uh, Esther, the whole, mm-hmm. she had the whole nation, pray, uh, the whole Jewish nation, praying and fasting okay, for three days. And it was a powerful outcome. Absolutely. And what would have happened without that prayer and fasting, the call yes. that came out from her and Mordecai? Yeah. What would have happened if not? We need to grapple with these kinds of things. And um, thinking of biblical examples, if you remember Acts 13, verses 1 through 3, Paul's entire missionary yes. calling, <laughs> it all began in a prayer meeting, and it specifically said, prayer and fasting. So we're going to wrap it up today. Again, thanks to both of you, and thank you for joining us. Again, you can not only find us on YouTube, but on the SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for joining us. I look forward to being with you next time on Insights.